1: Our paranormal chicks. Episode 39. We're almost a big four-0.
2: We're climbing up that hill. hmm We're almost to middle age. That's all I got. <laughs> oh, okay. So the other day at work, my friend Christy that I work with, she was like, So I'm late to the party, I know, but I started listening to your podcast. <laughs> and
1: she said <laughs> Yay.
2: Okay, so I did Vernon Dahmer, remember? Yeah. That's not his name. It's Vernon Damer.
1: Christy was like, (laughs) she said, I went to, um. (laughs) Started (laughs) off with a bang. I
2: mean, she said, I went to school with his grandson.
1: (laughs) It's definitely Damer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and it's so local that no one could send you a correction right. besides, like, this one person.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh. Ah. But she said that, like, one time in their, like, social studies history class, they were mm-hmm. going over his death. Whoa. And, like, the grandson was in the room and, like, had to leave. Like, Holy he was triggered. Fuck. Yeah. Because it's, I mean, it's a part of local history, you know? Yeah. It's part of the civil rights movement and yeah. all of that. And so it was like. What they, you know, taught were taught in school. So anyway, yeah, that's all I have. That's all the correction I know about. I mean, who knows? 39 weeks later, I'm making another (laughs) one. Episode 2, 39 weeks later, I'll be like, so. Well, how are we supposed to know? I mean, this isn't like you could, I don't know. I was thinking, like, it's not like you could do, like, pronunciation. Also, a little surprise went out to the Creepinati, Mm -hmm. a.k.a.
1: Patreoners, a.k.a. people on Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. All right. So if you want in on the festivities, head on over to patreon.com forward slash the APC podcast. Sign up. Join us. Get your little happy. Have you listened to any podcasts lately? Uh, No, but I'm sure you have. (laughs) Again, yes. Well, the ones I've been listening to are kind of newer, so... Mm It's like five episodes and then I'm done. It's called cold. Burr. (laughs) It's cold in here. Must be a Toro
2: in the Atmosphere. Okay. That's where you were going, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. You just
1: did it nonchalantly. Well my hands are under the cover and I didn't want to (laughs) like Okay. So it's about my God I almost said Colin Powell, not him. I think it's Josh Powell and Susan Powell. They were married. And I think My Favorite Murder covered this or something because I had heard it before. Mm-hmm. But this is where she goes missing and he takes his kids on a camping trip in the middle of a snowstorm. Hmm. But it's still like unsolved and stuff. But yeah. anyway, I'd heard it before. And it's, it goes more in depth into his background and yeah. stuff. So if you like that kind of stuff, Cold is the podcast. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. It is good. All right. You ready for something else that's good? My story. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. I go first. Pictured South Shields, England, December 2005. Mark, Marianne, and their three year old son, Robert. All fake names. Okay, to hide their identity, mm-hmm. protection, and yes. such. Yes, life is good. However, things start to go bump in the night. Da da Thank you. Delayed reaction. <laughs> I had to come, like, do you like directed cu- me? Yeah, I had to cue her up. We need to have one that I can hit a. Button to be like, dun 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 dun. Oh my god. No, no. because that's what you would do. Yeah, never mind. I would (laughs) would carry with me every single thing you would do it. (laughs) And then
2: dun dun dun. Yes, literally. That would be when you did it just then. (laughs)
1: Because I'd be like, this is so annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh my god. I need it in my life.
2: (laughs) Nobody give her that damn thing. (laughs) And then what would happen is for one episode you'd be like da da, da 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 and then you'd be
1: like totally forget that you had it. Yes. I don't know. Let's make this happen and see what would happen. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> okay. Mark and Marianne and their son Robert. So they began to experience shit in December. The stuff they were hearing was the normal door creaks, doors opening by themselves. Just strange sounds coming from the wall. At their house, you said? Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is a, old house, who do who <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> But then furniture and other objects seemed to move on their own. One time they found chairs stacked on top of each other on a table, and then one time, a heavy chest of drawers was moved from one room to another. Hmm. I mean, can I leave a honey-do list for this? I mean, look, paint all the trim in my house, <laughs> my ceilings. <laughs> Not all the time, but sometimes they could hear furniture being dragged, dragged on the floor upstairs and stuff mm-hmm. in their son's room, knowing that he wasn't in that room. And he's three. I was about to say, and he's not old enough to do it. Right. He, baby Hulk, baby shark. Do, 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 do. (laughs) So everything started escalating and the sounds were getting louder and more often. Thuds, knocking, everything was more pronounced. And usually with this, there was a sudden drop in the temperature in that room. So you're like, okay, house is haunted. That's everything seems like typical. Mm -hmm. But then it gets kind of bizarre. So it started, whatever it was, the spirit, the entity started targeting them using Robert's toys. Hmm. Okay, so the first time this happened, Mark and Marianne were getting into bed, really cold in their room. So they're like, let's get underneath the covers. Mm-hmm. Let's do some activity to warm us warm up. up. I mean, mm-hmm. cooler. Um, so they are getting into bed, turning off the lights or whatever. And Marianne is like, what the fuck? Because some th- something hits her in her head. Turn on the light. It's... A toy dog from their son. She's like, okay. Like, maybe it fell. You know. Yeah, you reasoned it. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, when you have kids or a dog, they have their toys everywhere. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it could have fallen, whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, about that time, she gets hit again. What? And she's like, what the fuck? You know. So, they turn on the light. They're like, let's see. By the time, more toys what are throwing at them. So they're like, what mm-hmm. do you do? You get in bed and you cover your head. Because you know what? You want to know how to piss me right the fuck <laughs> off? Hit me in my
2: fucking head. Right? That will send my blood boiling instantly. <laughs> like, don't play and mm-hmm. hit me in the head. It's not funny. It's not cute. Don't fucking hit me in the head. <laughs> that fuck that ghost. Right? So,
1: Yeah. They are hiding under the covers. Yeah. One, because, I mean, what the fuck do you do? Yeah, it's me. And two, they're trying to soften the blows because at least something, yeah. you know. And three, it's fucking cold. Right. Well, they think they're okay. I mean, other than, you know, toys being pelted at them. Yeah. But then it feels like they're playing tug of war with something on the end of their bed with their uh-uh. covers. Mm-mm. Don't like that. Right? Mm-mm. So, they're dealing with this. This commotion's going on. And then Mark screams out <gasps> that he felt like his body was on fire. Oh, Turns God, out that's the husband. I was thinking that was the kid.
2: And I was like, dang, that's really articulate. For a I was like, <laughs> oh, wait, what?
1: <laughs> no, Mark. Of course, they're like... Men on fire. <laughs> so, they you know release the hounds and uh get out yeah. of the cover. Yeah. She is like looking over at him like what the fuck you know patting yeah. down what's going on. And he had 13 red marks on his back. I was just about to say does he have three scratches on his back mm-hmm. but no you got to step it
2: up this mm-hmm. time. 13, 13 fucking scratches.
1: 13. <sighs> Damn. So when they do that the toys are gone like everything's back to normal. At this point, Carrie probably would have been like, eh, I'll go to sleep now. Uh, Oh, yeah. I'm like, the room's cold? (laughs) that's cozy. Next morning, the scratches are gone. They must have used some Neosporin. Right? Coconut oil. Other times that they've seen the toys being used to terrorize them, they came in and the Robert's rocking horse, it was hung up by its rain, rains, Plural, whatever. I don't know. I don't fucking do horses. (laughs) But they said it was hanging from the ceiling loft hatch, which I'm pretty sure is the attic. Yeah. You know, but over in England, they fancy it all up. Another occasion is a toy bunny was sitting at the bottom of their stairs. And it's like, okay, if you didn't place it there, that'd be one thing. Mm -hmm. But it also had a box cutter. Like, placed on its paw. <laughs> what? Like, I will cut you. Holy fuck. Bunny Foo is three with you. She gives zero fucks. Holy oh, shit. Right? And, I mean, their kid is three. It's not like it's teenager that... He's fucking with them, right. Yeah. Toys would roll across the floor. They would make weird moaning noises. They would turn on by themselves. Even if they had no batteries or anything like that, it would function. One thing that was not toy related was that a sink in the bathroom would suddenly fill up with blood to the point where it was overflowing. Ew. And then it would just vanish afterward. That was on something.
2: That was on a show or a movie. I've seen, like, I'm not saying it's this story, but
1: I've seen that on something before. No, it was. Oh,
2: it was, you know what it was?
1: Slenderman. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was like, God, was it Stranger Things? But no. Yeah, it was Slender Man. Damn, good memory. I don't know how I pulled that out of my ass. Hey, let's stop saying his name. I don't want to see a Slendy. All I want to see is a Slim Jim. So after all of that, all those threats, then the... So they like to say entity. The entity has moved from leaving, like... Bunny foo-foo. Mm-hmm. To actually leaving messages or threats on the magnetic doodle board. No. Yes. <laughs> and they were targeted specifically to Marianne. What? I'm sorry. Is this an episode of Friends? <laughs> I'm like, dude, my cousins came and she, her baby, Callie, mm-hmm. she has a doodle board. And it is... Ombre. Mm. So cool. I was like, let me see that. And I kept writing and all this stuff. I can't help it. I have to doodle on them. Yeah. Hence the name. I know. Whoever did that, fucking genius. hmm Because, like, literally, I could have one. I'm surprised you don't. True. Don't be looking at me. I've already gotten your Christmas gift. <laughs> okay. So, the messages were... Things like you're dead, just go now, die bitch. Damn. R. I. P. Go bitch now to your ma'am, which I think is like mom M A M. Isn't that that? Whoa, that's why. Uh Amanda. And that's the Ouija board thing. Yes. Holy verk. No, it wasn't it was it wasn't just them. Oh. Sorry, your eyes got bigger, and then, like, when you did it, I was thinking, Wait. Why is she getting freaked out? Wait, like, yeah. oh, I saw the pieces falling into your brain together. Yes. Whoa. Yeah. Had to tap, tap, tap that into that jigsaw puzzle. Mm-hmm. But writing's on the wall now. Okay. No, on the doodle board.
2: <laughs> on the a etch- sketch
1: <laughs> Doodle something. Man, I hate it. Etch- etch- yep, that. So much you can't even fucking say it. Yeah, words just bluh. Not worth it. Well, you know, you'd have these people that could, like, do it with their fucking toes and uh-huh. then be like a whole cityscape. I know. Meanwhile, I couldn't draw a straight... I'm, like, trying to get a bend of a thing, like, this one goes this way, that one goes this mm-hmm. way. Mm-mm. So fucking hard. I couldn't even write my damn name. No, and I'm like, fuck this shit. Shake it. mm mm-hmm. Can't stand it. Fuck you, talented people. I was gonna say, some people just walk in the fucking light. <laughs> Okay, so then they graduated from the doodle board to emails and text messages. If you were about to say, move in the little magnets that make the words. <laughs> I was going to say, on the kitchen. I'm done. Oh, my God. Now, that would have been fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. Emails. Mm-hmm. They would be, get you, bitch, and die now. One message said, going to die today, going to get you. Another one said, I can get you when you awake, and I'll come for you when you asleep, bitch. Well, first of all, can they
2: Mm -hmm. put articles in that damn thing? Right? (laughs) Or prepositions or pronouns or whatever those fucking things are. Some fucking sentence structure. I mean, I get you when you wake. Yeah,
1: like I get you when you are awake. Yeah, like okay, wake me up when you go go. I was swear to God, I was <laughs> just about to say that. <sighs> None of the messages could be tracked to a number that was in service, like the emails and
2: stuff. You mean, or was she the getting text like, message? Oh, she's getting. Te- okay, I'm sorry, I missed that. Yeah,
1: email account would bounce. You know, it was just one of those dummy things. Well, she would get phone calls on her cell phone. And it would come from her home number when she was outside. But, like, her husband would be there. Yeah. You know, and it would just be randomly. How is it her number? But it wasn't her number. This is way more scary to me. Robert, their son, would go missing sometimes. Uh-uh. That's mm-hmm. not okay. And he would be found hiding in strange areas of the house, including closets, under beds, and in cupboards. So he was just really good at hide-and-seek. hmm That's where Cole hides when you're <laughs> playing hide-and-seek. One time, they found their son in another room on the floor tightly cocooned in his blanket With a plastic table perched on top of him. Okay. Well, Cole can't do that. Mm Mm-hmm. Almost as if it had been carefully balanced there. And they described him as being in a trance-like state with his eyes staring blankly at nothing. And then another time when he went missing, they searched the house all over and could not find him. Then randomly, they just kind of opened some more, Mm -hmm. you know, like... Let me double check kind of thing. And he was stuffed into a really small closet, tightly bound by his blanket again. So
2: either the entity's doing it or the kid has sensory modulation issues and likes to be
1: tight in blankets. True. True. And I mean, mean, if you can do that, because I try to tuck myself into a blanket and I can't get it super tight. Well... Could be a size issue. I know. I know what you're saying. <laughs> Shut up. That is not what Whatever, I thought. Whatever your eyes were funny. saying it, but what the fuck ever. <laughs> I get the big and tall towel. Ta- uh, well, towels too. But uh. um, I'm too jolly to say that to you. <laughs> 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 oh shit. Okay, so this was the last straw. I mean, you think your child's gonna right? It's go all fun missing, in, yeah. and yeah. It's all fun and games when it's you getting the death threats, but mm-hmm. when your kid's missing, a uh, fuck you, right? So, they reached out to two paranormal researchers, Mike Hollowell and Darren Ritson. Fucking R words. So, they're like, please come in. We're at our wit's end. Mm -hmm. Do whatever you can. I want, like, I know you probably don't believe us. This is wild. You can do whatever. We'll be honest with you. Just keep our identities a secret. Blah, 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 blah. Well... They were total skeptics. Not total, but. The paranormal investigators yeah, were skeptical? Just of everything. You know, everyone thinks they have a ghost in their house. Mm hmm. Every, you know, whatever. Yeah, true. And with some of these claims, you're like, okay, you know, well, toys began to move around, make the noises. While the investigators mm-hmm. were there. Okay. Disembodied voices came from an old baby monitor. That's new. Mm-hmm. And their gear was often turned off or broken just randomly. Now don't be breaking people's shit. Yeah. it said that various toys and on one occasion, even knives were thrown at them by unseen hands. Damn. Anger management needed. hmm Mike and Darren, they also witnessed doors closing and opening on their own. Objects levitating, blankets on the bed sliding off, lampshades swinging, and again, strange messages on the doodle board. Like what? I think I have a picture of one that says like... Welcome home? "Mm Mm-hmm. Get out now or something like that. I'm gonna get you. That's about how they (laughs) talk. (laughs) And that's G I T. Uh yeah, <laughs> some of these were captured on film, such as a water bottle that balanced on a table like at a diagonal. Damn, this fucking ghost place flip cup too,
2: or that you know how those fucking <laughs> yes. kids with the water, water bottles, bottles. <laughs> water yes. bottle flip shit. God damn, I hate
1: that. <laughs> well, you know I do. Ugh. Like. Stop flipping the water bottles. <laughs> Fucking drink it. Right? All right. So, shake it's more real when they, they being Mike and Darren, the investigators, they witnessed the entity in the son's bedroom. I wonder why they were able to see it. I don't know. So, they saw a large, dark shape appear on the balcony and then... Kind of, they said skulk, but, you know, loiter around Robert's room. Marianne was with the investigators. She fucking, like, pissed out. You know, know, she was like, what the fuck? (laughs) I'm sure it sounded just like that. He gonna get me. (laughs) (laughs) He said he was, and then he was going to, and he did. (laughs) I'm awake. He can get me. (laughs) What Mike later had wrote about it. He said, the entity walked slowly from the bathroom across the landing into the bedroom. As it passed the door to Robert's room, it paused and stared icily at me. Mm -mm. Its face devoid of all features, such as eyes, nose or mouth was cold and menacing. It felt like it was burrowing into my soul. It was large, maybe two meters in height In midnight black. It was a three-dimensional silhouette that just radiated sheer evil. But later on in an interview, he was asked, like, how do you know it was staring at you if it was devoid of the eyes and stuff? I swear to God, I was about to say that. And then (laughs) I was like, oh. Then I got distracted by the two meters. (laughs) But he said it was, like, you could tell where the eyes should be. It was Mm -hmm. darker Mm -hmm. in that. And it was just that feeling, like... It was like a con kind of like a... Yes. But then you just could feel like somebody's looking at you. hmm It's kind of like if someone paused and you, you just know. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Unfortunately, they had set up a camera in the room, but they were not, like, fast enough to actually have turned it on yet, so they missed all of this. So they were like fucking pissed because they were like, oh, yeah, we got it. And then then it was like, no, I didn't turn it on. Yeah, That would be us. So us. So us. So fucking us. <laughs> and it would be me who didn't turn it on.
2: Of the two of us. <laughs> Just the two of us. Just kidding. You would forget to turn it on, but I would drop it.
1: True. And then she'd be like, look, a ghost did, did this, Donna. <laughs> be like. That motherfucker. And then in the background, you're like... (laughs) Oh, my God, no. Meme time. You're the evil witch that's going going down the... down the the little hatch. Yes.
2: (laughs) Is that a loft hatch?
1: Oh, fuck.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Full circle. No, just kidding, because you said hanging. And she
1: was going down. (laughs) Hanging down. So they're pissed because they want to be able to (laughs) prove it. Prove it, but also... Study it and Mm. see it more and, you know, whatever. Well, a few days later, they meet that same entity because they saw it approach Mark, who's the father, Mm -hmm. and attack him. Everyone present could clearly see it looked like it was scratch marks, but it looked like from talons Mm -hmm. on Mark's back. So Mike, one of the investigators, He apparently has the the most to say about this. I was going to say, this guy's all up in the biz. Mm Mm-hmm. Darren, he's back there. He's like the hype guy, you know? Meanwhile, he's probably the one that actually did all the work. (laughs) True. So, Mike, he said that you could actually watch the scratches forming. And he said, first, an, an elongated red patch. And then sharply defined scratches within it. Cuts started to appear on the right-hand side of his back. Then they immediately bled. Then Mark's skin started to change color. It went dark, almost as if it was sunburn. Like, So, I mean, they witnessed yeah. that. I wonder how quickly that happened. I don't know. It's like you see it in the movies, and mm-hmm. then you hear about people seeing this, and it's like, I really want to see that, but I really don't. Oh, no. Like, I don't, but Ooh. I do. I don't. I see it in a movie. Here's a tangent time for you. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. It's really not a tangent. But now that I'm saying all this, it's going to be a tangent. All right. It just reminded me of I listened to Astonishing Legends, mm-hmm. their long thing about the Sally House. Mm-hmm. It was like five fucking episodes. Not really. I don't know. I four. started that. I just couldn't get it. I think it was three, wasn't it? Oh, I don't know. I can't Well, remember. I started
2: it and I couldn't get into it. And so...
1: Yeah, it's a lot of fucking information. Yeah. But I really wanted to hear the EVP that they called mm-hmm. that they were all, you know, like, freaked out over. Yeah. Then when it was like, okay, it, it's going to come up, like, dun-dun-dun. Yeah. Dun, yeah. Put it down to one because I wanted to, you know, yeah, hear it. Yeah, take it all in. It was in my car, so it was like surround sound. It scared me. I was like, turn it off, turn it off. Like, really? And I was like. Why did I want to hear that so badly and then like it scared me. You can't unhear it. Yeah, it really scared me because they were saying it was loud and I thought it was just going to I don't know why they said it wasn't like words but I wasn't ready for it and then I was like fuck this shit like um, What did it sound like? It sounded like heavy metal screaming, you know, like mm-hmm. that where it's <sighs> like, Yes mm-hmm. But it was in a quiet fucking room. No sound. And they picked this up, like, not hearing it in real real life. life. Yeah. Wow. At least, I mean, that's what I'm thinking. Like, I'm trying to... Yeah. I don't think he heard it in real life. And then they played it back or something. And they were like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. But it was just, like, tormented or... Demented. I don't know. It was... A lot of fucking emotion up in there. Damn. I couldn't listen to the whole thing. So I don't even know what happened afterwards. And then yeah. I was like, I'm not going to listen to it anymore. Okay, bye. <laughs> like, Damn. Anyway, I say that to say how I'm like, oh, I want to see it. But I really yeah, don't. But really, yeah. It. But, yeah. You really don't. I really don't. Like that EVP
2: that Teresa oh sent Oh, my us. God. God that More Than Papa.
1: Whew. That was intense. It's still in my documents. Mm -mm, And wouldn't be in mind. Every time I'm like going to upload something, I scroll past it and I'm like, I hear it in my head. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my God, that was why don't you just delete it? Because I don't know. (laughs) Fuck you for being logical. (laughs) So they claim at this time that they caught the whole encounter on film, but it's really grainy. And you know, you know how that goes. Yeah. So there's that. There were other attacks. There were other attacks, and they all centered around Mark. So it had all of these attacks boom, 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 boom. And then all of the activity just quit. Wow. Well, I don't know. So after, you know, they waited around. Nothing, so they left, and so that is what's known as the South Shields Poltergeist. Mike and Darren went on to write a whole book called The South Shields Poltergeist One Family's Fight Against an Invisible Intruder. They remain adamant that everything was true, you know, they witnessed everything, that it was authentic. Uh, and they also had other people, like friends and families, that have witnessed shit too. It wasn't just yeah the you know Mark and Marianne and Darren and yeah Mike. The family moved after that because they're like it's it's going to come back. Like mm-hmm. I don't know why it went away, but we don't want to be here. Yeah, when it returns and what's it going to do? Right, because it had started really attacking Mark. Marianne told reporters, we were absolutely terrified. I don't think I'll ever be the same again. If I hear a noise that I cannot explain or something goes missing, then it always makes us wonder whether it has come back again. But right now, we are just glad that it seems to have left us alone. So, like, how terrible is it to not feel safe in your own home? And against stuff you don't even understand, like you can't comprehend. I, uh, yeah. What?
2: I'm just like, I don't understand. It just fucking went away? hmm And so, if it's a poltergeist, so it's feeding off their energy. Yep. What are we missing in
1: their life? Well, I'm about to tell you. Oh. So, again, I always have to say this, especially with poltergeist stuff, because it's always so... I feel like it's always so weird. You know, the shit that happens. Mm-hmm. People were saying that they made it up for public attention. We don't even know their real Again, names. yeah, like... Everything's a secret. So, yeah, they talked to reporters, but didn't use their real name. They had these people come and, you know, basically live with them and document them, but they didn't do their faces, you know, blacked it out, all that shit. So, it's like, what? Pretty sure no one wants that. Yeah. Unless you're getting paid. Right. They say if it really did happen, it does certainly fit the pattern of poltergeist because it started out tame Mm -hmm. and then it escalates and then it's like really intensified. Mm -hmm. There's always a common feature that someone young in the household. And so it's like, okay, they're drawing the energy from the child, blah, 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 blah. However, so Mike was interviewed and the question was about the unhappy household that usually happens with poltergeist. Mm-hmm. And what Mike said is it's a difficult question to answer. We identify the focus and the host of the polt, which I love that he said polt. Mm-hmm. But it was a male in his 20s, which was Mark, the dad. Yeah, He was under stress for a number of reasons. And we think that he had been unconsciously fueling the poltergeist with his emotions and unstableness. Then it said, so you concluded that it was the the man of the house. Mm -hmm. Why? And he said a number of reasons. Firstly, as I've said, the guy was under a great deal of stress, but there were other factors that may have had an influence. For instance, he had taken to medication as a way of dealing with the stress, but unfortunately he carried out his medication rituals in such a way that sometimes He left himself open to malign psychic influences. Sadly, this encouraged the poltergeist. What does that even mean? So that means that, to me, that he was abusing the drug, Yeah. uh, Like, abusing the medication. Yeah. And when you're in that state, which we've talked about before, like with shadow people and stuff, when you're in a certain state, you're more open to it. Yeah, it's like you're on a different plane, almost. Yeah. And so with him... And maybe this is why it was so, like, diabolical is because it was an older male Mm -hmm. and drugs were involved. Yeah. Instead of being a teenager just going through, like, puberty. and teenage angst. Yeah, that. This was definitely a darker time for him. So maybe that's it. Dang. But I don't know. I feel also like, you know how we said Krampus or Krampit, as Mm -hmm. you like to call him, was a story to get people, like, your kids to act normal and, you know, and being good and all that. That's what these poltergeist stories are for me. Like, I never want to have an emotional, like, unstable, emotional, I hate to say home life, but you know what I mean? Like, I don't want it. I mean, we're all on... Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. But there's a point where there's a crack.
2: But I feel like the shit that I know we've gone through in our lives and that I know some of our fucking listeners have gone through because they've shared it with us. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I don't know. Why does it happen and how does it happen for some? But other people go through way more traumatic Mm -hmm. events or way more
1: whatever and they don't have anything. He also... Funny that you should say that. I didn't read this part of the answer, but he, he said, as to why poltergeist hosts sometimes differ from the stereotype, I don't really know, but there are analogies in other walks of life that we can compare it with. I have a serious heart condition in which went undetected and almost killed me a couple of years ago. Now I have a pacemaker fitted and I'm fine. The interesting thing was that this condition normally affects super fit and Athletes and or the very elderly, and I fit neither of those categories. Why did the condition choose me? I don't know. It just did. Similarly, maybe there isn't a reason why the poll chose Mark as its host. Perhaps it just happened spontaneously. Mm, I don't agree. I mean, not that like I know. Yeah. But I don't agree because
2: I feel like that's I feel like that's comparing apples to oranges. You know what yeah. I mean? Like something about. Him, if it's true, had to be more susceptible. Maybe he was a little more, no, I was going to say maybe he was a little more in tune to whatever, but no, because again, we have so many listeners that Mm -hmm. if anybody was going to get a poltergeist, it would be them with the things that they've lived through. Yeah. And the stresses that they've had in their lives. And then, but they really are open to the other side, if you will. Yeah. The upside
1: down even, you know, like they're – but, you know, they're more – Maybe that's – maybe that's why they don't have them because they are open to it and so they are more aware. And, like, the poltergeist seems to happen when, like, the people you would never think it would happen to or, like, wouldn't know about it, won't know how to do it. And that way, it's more – it feeds off their fears more mm-hmm. and stuff, you know, and yeah, so then true. it just kind of That's true gets to a point. Cause if if something happened and you're like, oh shit, you know, that's happening and it's probably me being emotional you know what I mean? It's like true. that pointer guys is like, fuck, I just wasted all this energy. Yeah. And you don't even appreciate me, Linda. Fucking Linda, it's <laughs> always Linda. <laughs> I damn burnt down Cheryl's she shed and no one fucking cares. That's funny. But that is my story. Awesome. But I I thought it was funny, though, because it happened in December. So Christmas, Mm -hmm. check, and also fucking toys, kids Mm -hmm. toys, dangerous little fuckers. Especially
2: when that shit goes off and you don't know why. Oh, God. That's the worst. Yes. Okay. Also in honor of Christmas, December, Hmm. I need y'all to sit back, relax, because this is a long one. We're doing Jean Benet. Dun, dun, dun. That's an appropriate dun, dun, dun. <laughs> okay. So I was thinking about, you know, we know the story happened at Christmas. But how can we make this a different? Because, Hilaire, everybody does it. Everybody knows the whole story. Everybody could probably tell you this story without even looking at a sheet of paper, right?
1: Someone's listening right now and being like, actually, no. Well,
2: I'll tell you. <laughs> what I think would be cool, though, is to keep Burke from suing us for defamation of character. Mm-hmm. I thought what we could do is tell the story, but then talk about some of, like, the, whoa, I never heard of that theories.
1: Okay. Okay. But he who shall not be named? Maybe. We know he's basically the owl in this, but he actually could have maybe, possibly, allegedly, mm-hmm. something uh-huh. was there. Mm-hmm.
2: Something about pineapple, too.
1: Okay. Pineapple pen. No. Oh, my God. Why do you have to say it every freaking time? I'm going to
2: start figuring out a way to work that into every episode. Girl. Okay. Let's get rolling because uh, 46 Ooh. pages.
1: ASMR.
2: <laughs> okay. So, quickly a little bit about Bonnet's family. Okay. Her father, John Ramsey, was a very wealthy businessman. He worked for... He was the, uh, the president of a computer systems company. He was married one time before, but got divorced in 1978. And he had two adult, like two children from that marriage, a son and a daughter. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. His daughter, Elizabeth, though, died in a car crash in 1992. Oh,
1: mm, gosh. Mm-hmm. In 1991,
2: though, is when he moved to Boulder, which is where his company's headquarters was. Jean Benet's mom, Patricia Ramsey, also known as Patsy, she was a beauty queen. Who I think she had won Miss Colorado, or I can't remember. She was some. She was some states Miss something. Yeah, maybe it was Georgia. Anyway, so Patsy was a stay-at-home mom when she and John got together. They had two kids. They had Burke Ramsey and Jean Benet. She was born in 1990 in Atlanta, Georgia. So her name is actually the combination of her father's first and middle names.
1: What was it? John I think John
2: Bennett? and Bennett, I think Bennett. So again, I, I like I want to go over the story, mm-hmm. but I I feel like if you're this deep into a true crime podcast, <laughs> yeah. you probably know the story. So we are going to do it, but I don't know. I feel Cliff like notes. yeah. So, we all know, but Jean Benet was a beauty, a child beauty pageant mm-hmm. star. She was Honey Boo Boo with her go-go juice. Pre-Toddlers and Tears. <laughs> yeah. She had won, like, a shit ton of things. Like, America's Royal Miss, Little Miss, Charlevo, Little Miss Colorado, Colorado State All-Stars Kids, Cover Girl, and National Tide- Tiny. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Miss Beauty. Patsy again was kinda like one of those stage moms that you know, because she herself was a beauty queen yeah. and She's not um, like all the other moms. She's a cool mom. Mm-hmm. Jeanet was in kindergarten. She she was a beautiful kid. Like mm-hmm. I think my one of my favorite pictures of her is the picture of them opening presents when yeah. she's like no makeup just a kid and I'm like she is a beautiful kid. Yeah. Burke was a cute kid too. Like mm-hmm. he and I saw a, a picture of like a basically a screen grab of when he was on Dr. Phil mm-hmm. and he looks just like Patsy now. Like it's really? crazy how much he looks like his mother. Okay, so picture it it's Christmas let's start with Christmas week, okay? Jean Bine had been in the local Christmas parade. She was like, you know, because she was on a float that like had her name on the side. Like, she was a beauty queen, you know. Mm -hmm. Also, of course, I just found this after I was like, I don't know where her mom was. Her mom was Miss West Virginia and was actually in the Miss America pageant. Wow! So it's Christmas morning. They Jaminet six Burke is nine, and they open presents. They do what family does in the morning. You know, they do their family thing. Santa brought jean a new bicycle. She and her dad, like, he helped her ride it that afternoon. Yeah, And then for Christmas dinner that night, they went to a
1: friend's house. That is the best after Christmas. hmm Like, what am I going to play with first? This. Then this. Mm-hmm. Like, overload.
2: And then your parents playing it with you. Yes. Because they're, like... They don't have 18 other things to do that day because they just got off work or what you know. Yes.
1: Oh, the best.
2: When they got home from their friend's house for dinner, Jean Benet was already asleep. And so her parents, her dad just carried her up to her bedroom. And Patsy helped put her to bed. And then they stayed up for a couple more hours. You know, Burke went to bed. Then they went to bed. And... December 26th was going to be, like, a huge day for the family. They had big plans. They were going to take John Ramsey's private plane. Oh, wow. Because he was the CEO. Like, the year that his company had, they, like, grossed $1 billion. And he was the CEO for that company. Yeah. I mean, he got as just a Christmas bonus— one hundred eighteen thousand dollars just as Oh my gosh. Thanks for being you kind of thing. <laughs> you know
1: here, pay off my house, please, John. Right?
2: So they were gonna take his plane to go to Michigan to meet up with his older kids and just then they were gonna go on a Disney cruise all together. So that's why Patsy and John woke up so early because they were trying to get everything ready, you know, yeah. to go. I think it was like five thirty oh when when they woke up. And all of a sudden, John hears Patsy scream downstairs, and so he runs down to see what's going on, and Patsy had found a three-page handwritten ransom note from someone that said that they had kidnapped Jean Bonnet. The letter was written to John, and when they read the letter, that's when John told Patsy to call 911. Patsy called the police. It was 5.52 a.m., and... Then after she got off the phone with the police with 911, she called she called some family and friends too. So just to touch on the 911 call, because this was kind of a source of hmm during the yeah. investigation. When they answered, Patsy says police, and they're like, What's going on? And then she just says the address. And the dispatcher's like, Well, what's going on there? And she says, we have a kidnapping. Hurry, please. And then the 911 operator's like, well, explain to me what's going on. And she says, there, we have a, there's a note left and our daughter's gone. And then the dispatcher repeats her and she's like, yes. And said, then they asked how old her daughter was. And she said, she's six years old. She's blind, six years old. They asked how long ago it was. And she said, I don't know. I just got the note and my daughter's gone. And then they say, does it say who took her? And she says, what? And then they ask again, and she says, no, I don't know. There's a there's a ransom note here. And then they say, it's a ransom note? They ask Patsy what her name is, and she says, Patsy Ramsey, I'm the mother. Oh, my God, please. And then they say, I'm sending officers. And she says, please. And then they say, do you know how long she's been gone? She says, no, I don't, please. We just got up, and she's not here. Oh, my God, please. And then she also then she says please send somebody and then she says the, you know that, that one one dispatcher is like trying to calm her down like i am and she just patsy says please again they're like take a deep breath and patsy's like hurry 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 and hangs up and so of course like we'll go a little bit into the 911 call mm-hmm. so after she gets off the phone with the police and she calls i don't know the whole Neighborhood. (laughs) The police arrive in three minutes. Dang. Mm -hmm. When they got there, they did just kind of like a cursory look around the house to look for any signs of force entry. They didn't see any. One of the officers, Rick Finch, he went to the basement and there was a door that was secured by a wooden latch. And then decided to go away, not open it but that's actually where her body was the whole time. Yeah. So they get the, you know, the so the ransom note says, the long of the short of it, or whatever that saying is, <laughs> is that it's a small foreign faction. They ask specifically for $118,000, which is what John's bonus was. And if they get that, they will return her home safely. The note was, like I said, incredibly long. It was two and a half pages. It said that the... Kidnappers were going to call between, like, 8 and 10, and they never called. And so, by this time, the Ramseys have a whole fucking house full of people coming over to console them and try to figure out what's Mm -hmm. happening. they let Burke sleep until, like, 8 or 9 before they even, like, woke him up to be like, hey, your sister's missing.
1: Right.
2: So, there's a shit ton of people in the house. Everybody's traipsing in and out of this house. And the police leave one of the officers or one of the detectives. It was like her first case ever at the house while they go do, I don't know, something. Yeah. And then I can't remember. And all oh, the good old days. Yeah. And so she's like, well, you know, why don't y'all just go look around the house, you know, just to, you know, stave off boredom and you're worried or whatever, <laughs> whatever, you know. And so eventually John and one of his friends, Go looking through the house and basically go straight to the basement and straight to that door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when they walk in, it's like, oh, here she is. And so they find her body and he runs up the stairs with her and is like, oh, my God, I found her.
1: Be like, damn, you're good at where's Waldo, I bet. Mm-hmm.
2: Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? I don't know. I sucked at geography. <laughs> the people who came to, like, hang out while they were figuring out what was going on like even like cleaned up the ca- cleaned up the house like cleaned yeah. up the kitchen they had you know i'm sure christmas day threw up all over their house yeah. you know and so they were like helping them clean up the house and what have you and so the freaking crime scene was a hot mess yeah when they found jermaine's body her mouth was covered with duct tape she had a nylon cord around her wrists and her neck. Gosh. And her torso was covered by a white blanket. So, all of the Ramses at that point provided handwritten, handwriting samples, blood, hair samples. Patsy and John did an interview then that was two hours. And Burke was interviewed within the first couple of weeks. So, the autopsy revealed that she was she died by strangulation, and she also had a, a skull fracture.
1: That is so freaking sad. I know.
2: The official cause of death was asphyxia by strangulation associated with a craniocerebral trauma. That said that there was no evidence of rape, what you think of like rape, but that they couldn't rule out sexual assault. And they say that because although like, no semen was found on her, there was evidence of a vaginal injury and it appeared that her vaginal area had been cleaned by a cloth, like wiped Uh off with a cloth. So they, you know, ruled it as a, a homicide. What strangled her was a garage that was made of a nylon cord and then a broken handle of a paintbrush to twist to make it tighter
1: Before this, I had no idea what that was. What a
2: garage was, me neither. Part of the bristle end of that paintbrush was actually found in a little tub of Patsy's Art Supplies.
1: Oh, God.
2: But then the bottom third of it was never found when they were searching. They also found what they believe it was, was pineapple in her stomach. That had not digested, that it had indicating that it had only been eaten a few hours before her death. And if you remember when they did the crime scene photos, there was a bowl of pineapple on the kitchen table with a spoon in it. But John and Patsy were like, No, we don't remember ever getting the pineapple out and like we don't remember feeding it to her or anything. Right. They the, had been drinking too much eggnog. Right. The police report showed that Burke Ramsey's fingerprints were on the bowl, but they've always said, like, he slept through the whole thing. But I remember, and don't quote me on this, but I remember (laughs) reading or watching or something somewhere one time that he liked his pineapple in a weird way. Like, something like he put salt on it or he put sugar on it. It was something weird of how he ate his pineapple. Hmm. And that's how the pineapple was in the bowl. I cannot remember what it was, but because I've always thought that, like, if he had anger issues, Mm -hmm. again, allegedly, if he had anger issues, and especially jealousy issues towards his younger sister that got all the attention because she was the beauty queen. And
1: And he had a mixture of his dad's names. and Yes,
2: and he didn't, and whatever. Yeah. So... You know, if you have all of this built up where she gets everything, everything goes to JonBenet. Because you know that if they got in a fight, they always sided with Jean Oh, um, for sure. And so I think that, you know, six years of that building up. And he probably, you know, dee, 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 you know was sneaking down, getting him some pineapple. And then here she comes mm-hmm. and reaches over to get some of his pineapple. And there's a flashlight right there. And so he sh- whops her in the head like. Stay out of my fucking pineapple. Right. You know, just tired of her taking everything. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe John spent all his time with her on the bike that day or Exactly. I you was know, about whatever. To say. It's a nine year old. You know, mm-hmm. you're not gonna if if he did it That's how I see it happening. It was just building and building and building, and he was tired of her getting everything, tired of her being the center of attention, her taking what she wanted, never getting in trouble, you know. Mm -hmm. And so it was just like the straw that broke the camel's back, you know, and it was just a knee jerk reaction. I mean, I guess I should just finish my theory, but one of my theories, but we're going to talk about a lot more. But I really do think that if he did it, that's how it happened. Yeah. And there was an oh fuck moment where they thought she was. Dead, Like, he probably did go wake his parents up and was like, holy shit, Mm -hmm. I did something bad. And they thought she was dead and then ended up she wasn't actually dead. And so, they were already too deep. And so, they just used the garage and finished her off because at that point, it was, she was probably gone. Mm -hmm. They didn't want to
1: lose two kids.
2: Yeah. Well, and at that point, she probably was, like, brain dead. You know, she's breathing, Mm -hmm. but she wasn't alive. Right. You know, and so it was like... They don't you know, sh- what kind of life would she have with that type of brain right. injury? And so that yeah, it became I'm not losing two kids, and so they Yeah. Used the garage and strangled her and then went into protection mode for him. Mm-hmm. I Again, think that to you. one theory. Mm-hmm. Don't sue us, Burke.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we think it was
2: an accident. I- well, technically if you really do, if that if that really is how it went down, he didn't kill her. His oh, dad did.
1: True, true, true. His
2: dad did. And th- I think his dad did, and Patsy wrote the ransom. Oh, for sure. I
1: While agree with his that. dad
2: was doing whatever.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I agree with that. So, okay, sorry, we digress. <laughs> do you so remember this? Like, oh God, it's yeah. like ingrained in my brain. And I will say a second ago, I was looking something up to show Donna that picture that it's my favorite of hers. And I don't know if it was real, but I just stumbled on an autopsy photo. I teared up a little bit. Like, I was yeah. not. One, because I wasn't expecting it. Two, because it just looked like her little baby face. I know. You know, she looked like a six-year-old. Mm-hmm. She didn't look like... A 16-year-old going on 26. You know, she right. looked like a toddler. I mean, I know that's not a real toddler, but you know what I mean. Yes. So, whew, that was.
1: Yes. That was hard. And, hell yeah, I remember this. Because, again, my mama was a murderino. So, this is what we had on our TV. hmm All day, every day. Like, any yeah. special, anything like
2: that. I know. I, I mean, it was on every Magazine when you Mm -hmm. were in the
1: grocery store, you know, for years, years. Hell, it it still still is. is. Yes, and you know what? When I'm waiting, I'm like, oh, they got new information on John Benet. I know. Like, let me let me just look real quick, you know, because it's one of those things. Like, I how? Yeah, I. Yeah. This is what I hate about true crime is because it's real life and there's not always wrapped up in a neat little bow. And solved in an Mm -hmm. hour or 40, solved in 48 minutes or whatever, you know, whatever it is
2: with commercials. I'm like, ugh,
1: and that's part of it, too. When I'm watching stuff, when it's true crime, I'm so used to writing plots in my head and stuff. Like with the brother. Mm -hmm. I remember we were watching something and I was like, oh, he did it. He totally did it. And I was like, "This is his life." Yeah, like this is not an episode of Criminal Minds. um, Yeah, Yeah.
2: or SVU. This would be an SVU episode. Yeah,
1: and it's so crazy to think, like, oh yeah, I'm watching it on TV, but this is is real. real.
2: Yeah. Some things that they did find at the crime scene were there was a drop of blood in her underwear, and they were able to get enough. From it to establish a DNA profile. And they knew that from that, it was nobody in the family. They even submitted the DNA in CODIS, which is the FBI's database. It stands for Combined DNA Index System. And it's the FBI's database for all DNA. No hits came back. There was like 1.6 million DNA profiles in there and not one match. That's crazy. Um, In 2016... They did an analysis on that DNA and found that it contained genetic markers from two individuals other than Jean Bonet. So one of the theories is that that blood came from the manufacturer. Mm-hmm. If you remember that, like that when they were sewing her panties, the yes. you know the little the poor little factory worker cut her hand or something yeah. and it bled on there. But I'm like, okay, for that theory to – for that to be – I mean, it could be. Mm -hmm. But for that to be the case, this would have to be a brand new pair of underwear, I feel like. Because I feel like that would have come off in the wash Yeah. if, like, you know. I mean, maybe
1: she didn't wash her panties before she –
2: No, but I'm saying – that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, some people open a new pack of panties, wash it, and then wear them. But if she just, like, was like, oh, here's a new pair – just wear them. That's fine, but I'm saying for that for this theory to work, she had to have opened a pack of underwear and put it on that day. Right. Santa Claus brought her underwear and socks, and opened them and put them on that day. Right. Which could have happened. Could have. But I feel like be, She. I feel like if that's the case, Patsy would have been like,
1: "No, that's a brand new pair. Look, I just opened the pack." You know. Yeah. This was on like a special, mm-hmm. and they did that, and they tested different underwear. Mm-hmm. And it had, like, so many DNA yeah, things on it. I wonder if they ran that DNA through, like, the other shit now. Well, I mean, they would have if they did
2: it again in 2016. You know, in 2016, if they figured out it had two different people,
1: they would have ran it. I assume. Well, but now they have more of the... Because at first, it was only... Like the twenty three and Me or whatever that you can't run it. Yeah, true, true, true. With all that, but then Golden State Killer, true, opened a whole lot of shit this year. So hopefully they, they are ran running it, it. Yeah, there
2: was a whole lot of commentary, basically, for that I don't feel like going into because whatever, it's my story and I'll do what I want no. <laughs> 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 about. When the Ramseys gave interviews, when they didn't, that they were helpful to police, that they weren't helpful to police, that they did media interviews and lots of commentary about how Patsy looked during the interviews. But good God, no matter what happened, her daughter's dead. So um, give me all the Xanax, you know, and because even if they were part of it, I don't think it was. Even if, even if they were a part of it, I don't think it was malicious. Right.
1: It no was Malentine.
2: a. Yeah, it was a. Something like my theory of Burke got mad and it happened, you know? And so mm-hmm. then at that point, it was kill or be killed kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was like, that's a terrible analogy for words, but it's like, was the lesser of two evils. Right. And at that point, the end justifies the means. Yeah. You know, it's they're protecting their family the best that they know how. And so. I mean, I feel like maybe even worse that she would need Xanax because now she has these dark secrets.
1: Yeah. And so. Which, it it's just so crazy. And crazy in the sense of, I just can't wrap my head around it because I haven't been in these situations. Mm-hmm. Knock on wood, I'm never in this situation. But why do people, like, if he did that. hmm like he wasn't like standing over her with a fucking knife, and stabbed her thirty five times. Right, and he
2: was nine. Even if he had done that, I don't, I don't think they would have tried him as an adult. Right. I mean, I feel like you kind of have to be like that thirteen, fourteen in the nineties. Yeah, to have been tried as an adult. Right.
1: Or not a rich white kid. True.
2: Yeah, he would. But but I feel like they also had this. I, I mean, I don't know. We, could, I mean, we could speculate for a hundred years. Yes, but let's um, let's keep because I want to get to. I'm sorry. I just no, 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 no. You're good because I, I mean, I could too. I could talk about their role with Bert. Yeah, like I could talk about yeah. that all day because that's where I tend to lean. All mm-hmm. All right. So lots of stuff about tons of errors in the investigation. You know, we all know that. Lou Smith was that detective who. Came out of retirement because he's the one that really believed that it was an intruder, because there was the broken window in the basement. But John Ramsey was like, "No, no, no! I forgot my key like two months ago, and I had to break that window to get in." And so they're like, "Well, and why didn't he? First of all, he's got tons of fucking money. Why didn't he get it fixed? Right? But, but also, well, there's a broken window. They could have gotten in. Mm-hmm. And so, at the bottom of the window was the was a suitcase. It had a footprint on it. Inside the suitcase was some underwear with semen on it and then, like, a Dr. Seuss blanket or something. And the semen was actually John Ramsey's son's, like, the older son, mm-hmm. his DNA, like, from his semen. But it was proven that he wasn't even in Boulder. So that was, like, because that was his suitcase. It was, like, just his suitcase with nasty underwear in it that was just <laughs> in there. You know what I mean?
1: Why be, be like, fuck, my dirty laundry. I've been literally, literally quite literally, my dirty fucking laundry. Yeah. he was boy he got like, needs. God. he was like,
2: he was probably like, son of a bitch. That was from when I was like fourteen fucking years old. No,
1: he's like, fucking Britney's hit me one more time. Maybe one more time <laughs> came on. I can't help myself. Damn. Okay.
2: So the thing about the window was that one there was fresh snow outside and there was no footprints. With no footprints in it, and so if there's a footprint on the suitcase, well, why the fuck is there no footprints outside the window? The other thing is there was a spider web through the middle of the window, and it's like, okay, and 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 old Lou showed you how you could get in there. There was a, I can't remember what that special was, but a p- poor thing, God he God rest his soul, like a ninety year old man showing how you can finagle your way through. Without breaking that spiderweb. Yeah. Meanwhile, my clumsy ass, first <laughs> of all, I'd have missed the fucking suitcase and sprained my ankle. Right. And then I would be the one. I mean, like, no.
1: Yeah. That was a good special. Because that's mm-hmm. the same one I'm talking about with the other, like, underwear situation. Yeah,
2: yeah. It, I'm telling you, loosement did a good job. He really had me going, hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. I, I legit for a second was like things that make you go hmm i mean i really was like damn did was it an intruder i mean because because truly who the fuck knows right because y'all i did a deep fucking dive on the internet and i didn't even scratch the surface
1: of john Bennett. like i mean shit and you know somewhere in all of this Is the answer? Is the answer, yeah. Why do you always have to take my fucking thunder? Because you said it so slow. Let's bump her up to 2.0
2: right there. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, grand jury was convened in September 15th of 1998. They said that they should indict the Ramseys, but the district attorney was like, oh, nah, I don't think we should. And that didn't come out until... Later, that people were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. The grand jury told you to indict them, and the district attorney said, Mm-mm. Are right. you fucking kidding me? So that was drama, too. So let's get into some of the theories. One of the intruder theories is that a guy by the name of Bill McReynolds is the one who did it. Bill McReynolds was the guy that was always hired to play Santa Claus.
1: Hmm. Turns out he's Krampus. Good one.
2: Um, <laughs> I couldn't even think of anything to say because good one. So, I think he had been hired for like the last three years to be the Santa at the Christmas parties that the Ramseys had slash went to slash something rich people do. Yeah. And he really was fond of John Bonet. Okay, so he had to have heart surgery at some point before this Christmas that... That she passed. And she had given him a little vial of gold glitter at both the 1995 and 1996 Christmas parties. And so when he had to have heart surgery, he took the glitter into heart surgery with him for protection. Okay. So he's quoted saying... The stardust was all I took with me for good luck when I had heart surgery the summer before. Her murder was harder on me than my operation. She made a profound change in me, a six-year-old. I felt very close to that little girl. Inappropriate. I (laughs) I don't really have other children that I have this special relationship with, not even my own children or my own grandchildren. Oh, uh, uh, fuck you. Wh- you ready? You ready? Because I did not know this, and I about died when I found this.
1: Dun-dun-dun.
2: When I die, I'm going to be cremated. I have asked my wife to mix the stardust Jean Benet gave me with my ashes. We are going to go up behind the cabin here and have it
1: blown away in the wind. Well,
2: he wanted to He's a man, man with a fucking plan. <laughs>
1: Those were some really good stardust bottles.
2: What the
1: fuck? Yeah,
2: a sick. Okay, I'm sorry. This six year old that you've met three fucking times. I don't know how many times you met her, but we're gonna say three fucking times. This six year old that's not even fucking related to you. Which you don't have to be blood related to be close to people. That's not what I'm saying. But God damn it, he has kids and grandkids, and you're saying right. that this child that you don't. I mean, like, I think he was probably a neighbor, but there's no way that he knows that child. He knows her as much as he knows his fucking children. And that she had a profound impact. I mean, is this Tuesdays with Maury? Like, (laughs) how in the fuck? (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm sorry. A six-year-old does not have a profound impact on you to where you want your fucking cremains smashed with her twinkle dust and spread out in the wind that's the fucking dumbest thing i've ever heard in my life yeah and fucking inappropriate yeah i mean you do whatever you want to with your croutons come on cramp it
1: <laughs> those are croutons
2: no they're croissants
1: <laughs> oh my god um i want to be made into croutons i
2: need all the carbs even when i'm dead <laughs> Because they're what killed
1: me. Oh, my God. What do you want to be when you grow up? When I die, I want to be a crouton. I want to be carbs. I died. You are what you eat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm.
2: I love that one of the articles that I read that, like, had that quote, it said, but beyond his creepy behavior, (laughs) there's really, but there really isn't. There's really nothing
1: that shows, there's really no
2: evidence against him.
1: And honestly, I feel like. If he, with his creepiness, if he was to do something to her, he would have taken her
0: out
2: of that house. He would have wanted her for himself, yeah. Mm -hmm. But now, I will say, though, if she was being assaulted, I mean, if she was being sexually assaulted, I mean, the the man's dead. So, I, I mean, he can't defend himself, and so it's really not fair to
1: Oh but that's what I'm saying though. he didn't I mean like he But I'm saying but I'm saying though, there was
2: evidence suggesting that there had been not long standing but long long standing sexual abuse for her with her she'd started wetting the bed she mm. um had some sort of like in the autopsy that there was vaginal trauma wasn't necessarily from that night but mm. there was evidence that something had been going on for her yeah And so, I mean, it does kind of stand to reason that if you're looking at a smorgasbord of people, it's probably going to be the guy that's obsessed with her stardust.
1: Right. You know what I mean? I know. It's just, it doesn't add up. It's too easy. Yes. And it just doesn't make sense how he loved, like, obsessed about her. He wouldn't have done that. He wouldn't have kept her in that house. Like, he would have... Even if she died, he would have taken her and buried her underneath the fucking floorboard. Or he would have
2: not done anything with her. You know, because they say, like, okay, one of the other things, too, is that, first of all, I don't think this old man with a heart condition would have been able to sneak through that window. Right. But they were saying that—
1: And if he could fit in a Santa suit
2: and be realistic— He ain't sneaking through some fucking windows. Right. And leaving the fucking spiderweb intact. Right. But, you know, one of the theories, too, that they said, though, is that— Her head injury came from when they were trying to take her back out of the house through the same window and, like, she fell, hit her head, and they were like, well, fuck, we got to do the deed here, you know, Mm -hmm. and then use, okay, what can we do, and then use the garage. But it's also kind of hard to believe, though, that that is, let me back up, because that's the only way I think that he, if he did it and would have killed her in that house, that would be the only way of it being like, oh, fuck, but even still i th- i agree with you mm-hmm. that he would not have left her in that way
0: Mm-mm. because
2: he you know what i mean yeah it would it would be like a shame thing like her face would have been covered her
1: you know what i mean yeah and i feel like he would have taken stuff from her like her uh, underwear yeah and just like hair and
2: mm-hmm. yeah, you know I agree.
1: like i don't know it his obsession it and again, we're only saying this from that creepy ass, yeah, long ass quote. It just doesn't make sense. On my murder board, he'd be like, we're just looking into him to make sure that he doesn't do this to anyone else Yeah, later on. Let's keep him on our radar. Yeah. yeah.
2: Now, one thing I did let leave out.
1: Why are you leaving shit out, Carrie? Because
2: I forgot. <laughs> um, that she did have two little marks on her that were like... Perfect match to a taser. hmm And so it could be that they tasered her to subdue her, tried to carry her out, dropped her on her fucking head, and then, you know, had to to do what they had to do there. hmm Didn't that get... I mean, this is just... Disproven by yeah. that guy. Yeah. Yeah. The, the guy that he's on a lot. He was on that thing with... The guy from Big Brother.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah, they yeah. were trying
2: to prove something else. But... There's a tons, tons and tons of... Like, I'm talking like a list of at least 15 books about why the intruder theory works. So, again, you literally could do like a six-season podcast on just this story. Yeah. Um, There had also been like more than 100 burglaries in the neighborhood in the months before she died. There were 38 registered sex offenders living within a two-mile radius of her house. There was another guy that was thought to maybe be one be the person that could have been the an intruder and his name was Gary Howard Olivia he had been arrested before for two counts of it, of attempted sexual exploitation and one count of sexual exploitation of a child but that was in june of 2016 that he was charged with that he was identified as a suspect in october of 2002 because he had called a friend the night of the murder upset saying that he had hurt a little girl and that I think... I'm a little fuzzy on this because I saw this in one place, but then the wording of it was really unclear, but that he he committed suicide that night and was found with the same two marks, like from a stun gun mm. on him. So that's like a whole... Conspiracy. Reddit dive that I did not do. Yeah,
1: And also with... All of the intruderness mm-hmm. and about that old man and all that. We still have the fucking expose that they wrote for the ransom node. Oh God, yes. You know what I mean? How does that play into that guy? Like it doesn't. Right. Right. Like even BTK wouldn't have left a cereal box on that girl that he Yeah. Was obsessed with that started all of it for him.
2: Yeah. And I think, too, one of my hardest things with the intruder theory is that the intruder literally came with nothing. Right. Maybe a taser. You know, because they used the pen from inside the house. They used the paper from inside the house. I mean, it's proven because they mm-hmm. had the, the impression marks. They used a garage from inside the house. And if I remember correctly, correct me if I'm wrong, the flashlight that was on the the kitchen table next to the pineapple had blood on it. I think so. And so literally everything everything used was from inside the house. And so mm-hmm. I, I find it hard to believe that somebody that's coming in, because even even if it was an intruder that was like, let's say, Robbing the place, because there have been over 100 break-ins. Let's mm-hmm. say somebody comes in and rob. They're, they're not in a little, let's say JonBenet had woken up, eaten her pineapple, and busted them. They still would not have gone to those lengths. Right. To, they would have struck her on their head and left her to die. They wouldn't have figured out, gone and found a fucking paintbrush to make a garage right? to then write this fucking ransom note. I mean, there's no—because, again, nobody is going to sit inside long enough to sit there and write three fucking pages. Exactly. Handwrite. I mean, I caught a cramp
1: the other day just writing a couple of lines. Right. <laughs> yes. And— Again, with the specific amount. Oh, yeah. Because
2: there, again, there's no way an intruder could have known. Like a, like a not associated with the family, right. intruder, like a rando. Yes. Like, and everybody's just... like, what the fuck is a small foreign infection?" But I feel like I kind of understand what that means. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, that, I mean, like, the mafia is not going to be like, hey, we're the mafia. Like, they're going right. to be like, I'm going to fucking put a horse in your bed. <laughs> a horse head. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean? Obviously, that's silly. But. You know, they're not going to be like, this is how we identify. Right. Like, they're going to be like, we're the West Side Stranglers. Yeah. I don't know. You know what I mean? So, again, I, sh- I said before, you know, with the with the theories of the family, the people thinking that maybe Patsy had done it was because, again, Jean Bonnet had started wetting the bed, although she had been potty trained for a long time. It said that Patsy was having a hard time with it. Because I'm over here, like, first of fucking all. You gonna make me have to wake up in the middle of the fucking night and change some fucking sheets? You gonna come sleep in my bed and we gonna leave that till the morning because you mm-hmm. ain't messing up not
1: my sleep. Uh, well, you know they got about four other bedrooms that she could sleep mm-hmm. in. Send her ass to another room and mm-hmm. we gonna deal with that in the morning. Be like, ooh, you're having a, you're gonna sleep in the guest room. It's the new bed! <laughs> this is why I can't do kids. First don't, of all, if I was rich like that, I'd have a livid nanny. Mm. Be I like, Doris, get her to the... Right. Get her to the other room.
2: Well, they say, though, that, like... Okay, so they're saying, like, she, in a fit of rage, over the bedwetting, Patsy hit her over the head and then was like, oh, fuck.
1: I thought we I thought- just do not see that. No,
2: I don't either. But, you know... Burke even said, like, we never got spanked. We, no, like, n- nothing even close to a spanking yeah. in our household. Patsy just didn't get angry like that. Yeah. I mean, not even enough to, like, whop them on the
1: hand. You know, like, yeah. she didn't fucking. I'm sorry. When you did that, it made me think of little bunny foo foo <laughs> again.
2: <laughs> well, then. You know, there's all the really weird interviews with Burke. I mean, those tapes. I I can't even explain the, like, emotions that that, those tapes elicit. Yeah. You know, because he's—I can't figure out if it's some sort of, like, social ineptness. Is that a word? Is that the word? I I, I can't put my finger on something in that video that makes Mm -hmm. me go, hmm— I don't know. He's not doing anything wrong. I mean, he's just being a kid. He's playing and he's, you know, doing exactly what a kid does in a police interview. Right. You know, in all my experience. (laughs) Um, But something about it makes just made me go, hmm. Yeah. Okay, so then there was was a false confession. We all know -hmm. the little weasel. John Mark Carr. Hey, my last story had Carr in it. Spelled the same way. K-R.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: Anyway. He was the bad guy.
1: Mm-hmm. I was about to say, and he was the bad guy.
2: Yeah. So, John Mark Carr is, well, at the time, was 41. He's an elementary school teacher. And he was in Bangkok, Thailand at the time. I believe he had gotten in trouble for something there and had been arrested. Mm. At the very least, he was having some trouble getting home. I think he had been arrested for something, like, small there. I mean, you know, we all watched, uh, what's that movie? Broke Down Palace. Mm hmm Don't do shit there. Oh, I love that movie, but... Oh, it makes my stomach hurt. It really
0: does. Oh,
2: so sad. But anyway, I think he had been arrested, because my theory is he confessed to be able to get back to the United States, Mm. and then to be like, just kidding, I didn't do it.
1: Right. So... I mean, smart, then, because... We all know how how that movie goes, like Mm -hmm. you said. Yeah. So, he knew
2: that if he confessed to that, that he would get extradited back to the U.S., which he did, because he said that he had drugged, sexually assaulted her, and then accidentally killed her. But then, eventually, they were like, they get him back, and they're like, he only knew the same facts that everybody in the States knew. Yeah. And that... Like, once they got him back and they really start, like, looking into all this, they're like, well, there were no drugs in her system. He didn't drug her. And then the DNA samples didn't match, because this is back in 2006 mm. when he confessed. So, I truly think... Some some stuff says that he did it for the fame. Yeah, I can see that, Yeah, and I mean, he was, like, a little... Because, oh, God, his interview in that... Most, one of those most recent specials that we watched... Mm-hmm. Oh, my fucking God, I wanted to punch him in his throat. I was just like, you're so obnoxious and batshit. But he, I I think he was in trouble in Thailand and was like, hmm, how can I make sure that they extradite me home? Right. Chambonay. So, I think that's what happened. I think it was even found that he wasn't even in the area. Where I can't remember, but tons of lawsuits from the Ramseys against people for defamation. Mostly on... Burke's behalf. Nothing to see here, Burke. Go to another podcast. Mm-hmm. They're suing, like, Star Magazine's parent mm-hmm. company. Like, <sighs> I yeah. think there's, like, a $1.9 billion defamation suit against somebody. God. I know that there's a one, I mean, 150000000 million.
1: Don't look our way. We're just hippopotamuses talking about hypotheticals. Oh, my God. A- H&H. Um, <laughs> We got the four
2: H's. We got the two chins. <laughs> so okay, the CBS thing that we watched in 2016 September mm-hmm. that was called the case of, and then a case of John Benay Ramsey, and it was that doctor I couldn't remember his name of earlier. It was Doctor Werner Spitz. Remember him? He's the one that I said was on the show. Oh the yeah, other, and he's the one that was like, No, Burke did it. Yeah, so that's who he is currently. He sued for. million in punitive damages. And then they said that at the time they were going to also file a suit against CBS. But you can't tell me that CBS didn't cover their ass. Right. Right. Meanwhile, his attorneys are like file, 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 because he knows that they know that people like CBS are just going to settle, mm-hmm. because there was one thing that said that they had settled, like that are not settled, that there were suits like against unnamed media outlets. So you know that all that means all those people fucking settled. Yeah, oh, yeah. Which means he's rolling in the fucking dough. Which means hey, boy, hey, <laughs> just kidding. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then later in December of 2016, they filed against CBS the product so against CBS, the production company Critical Content LLC, and seven experts and consultants for defamation. They sought two hundred and fifty million in compensatory damages and five hundred million in punitive. Fuck yes. Okay, so there's another theory about a kind of in-house potential person. They had a housekeeper named Linda Hoffman Pugh. So She's the one that kind of broke the news about Burke's potential
1: anger. Stuff. Yeah,
2: anger and all against Jean-Benet when she cuz she's the one that told us that he had smeared feces all over her bedroom walls and had left like grapefruit-sized stool on her bed. Damn, I didn't know that. You didn't know that? Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. Mhm. But they were her and her husband were part of the suspects because she had asked Patsy not want, like right before Christmas if she could borrow two thousand dollars. Then they're saying like, okay, she's familiar with the house, like, and Jean Bonnet knew her, so she's not going to put up a fight. Blah 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 blah. They found the same brand of duct tape that was on Jean Benet's mouth in her home. She's the one though that pointed the finger at Patsy. <laughs> As a Patsy. (laughs) But she was like, you know, I don't believe that Patsy meant to kill her, but I think it was an accident. Blah, 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 blah. But they ended up, it wasn't her. She said that she thought about John JonBenet every day and that she would not turn off her porch light until the child's killer was found. Meanwhile, everybody else is in a brownout. Thanks. (laughs) Like, okay. It's a good thought, though. I mean, people around here still have have blue porch lights from those officers that died. You know what I mean? Like they're I, just I get lazy it. and haven't changed them. Yeah, I mean, I get it though. I mean, I do too. However, they're just hoping that if they get a
1: speeding ticket, they'd be like, "But I got a black, I got a blue uh, right porch light." My mama, tangent time. My mama, she donated money to the Fraternal Order of Police, mm-hmm. so she could get a sticker mm-hmm. and put it on the back of her truck. So she said. If she, if she got, got stopped, she'd be like, I donated. And those motherfuckers.
2: Don't stop fucking calling. No.
1: And they were like, can I speak to you? And I was like, she died. Like, this was right after. So, mm-hmm. you know, I was not in a good place. <laughs> and I was like, she's passed. You know, trying to be, mm-hmm. you know, can't really get it without crying, you mm-hmm. know, dude. And he's like, oh. I'm so, well, do you make the decision? down?" I'm like. I don't know. Bye. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I didn't know that last part. And then motherfuckers called back the next day. I was like, could you put the you know, like, hate reprieve from calling her every single day. Yes, she did. Like, her daughter's having a mental breakdown <laughs> on the fucking phone. Like, finally, Damn. I was like, I don't have, I, I can't. Bye. Like, I can't. Damn. Then I felt like I was going to go on a list. And they're going to be like, this bitch don't yeah. donate.
2: Well, let them fucking put you on that list. And then. No, I don't want Just kidding, big list. brother. Don't listen to that. But I'm saying, fuck. You're, you know. I know. Anyway. Sorry. If they did, you'd be like, yeah, because they kept fucking calling the day after my mama died. And right. asking for her.
1: Anyway. Also, I feel like if Patsy was going to kill her. This is completely off the subject, but on the subject, I guess. It would be over, like, her not wanting to do pageants. Yes. Not over a fucking bed wedding. Yeah. Like, again, they're rich. They could buy out fucking whatever. Rooms to go. Yes. On that. She doesn't care about that. hmm She's going to be like, take away the bed. Take away everything. Mm-hmm. Sell it. You know, I mean, whatever. Absolutely. And be done with it. Like, who the fuck cares? Yes.
2: Well, in 2008... The district attorney at the time, Mary Lacey, she exonerated the family when their DNA did not match and issued an apology. So, technically, the family's been cleared. And poor Patsy. That was two years after she died. Yeah. So, because Patsy had had cancer that she had beat, and then it came back. Although, I have a tangent slash soapbox, even though I just said it. People say that... Like when you say their battle with cancer or they beat cancer, it implies that people who have passed from cancer are weaker because they didn't win Ooh. the battle, or that they quote gave up. Like it
1: just mm-hmm.
2: you know it. But anyway, yeah, I just thought it was interesting. I mean, again, I know some people are like, oh my god, with the PC stuff, but it does kind of
1: yeah, no, I totally put a
2: negative mean. connotation for people who. Passed from cancer or, you know, anyway. Yeah. I just thought it was
1: just a little tidbit. That makes sense. Because every time I hear someone gets to ring the bell, I get, like, Mm -hmm. I'm happy for them. But a small part of me is bitter because my sister never got to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like. They didn't even let her ring the bell when she finished radiation? She did, actually. (laughs) Okay, well, way to make me feel like an asshole. (laughs) but. She did, but not like she was never cleared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like where it's like, oh, you good? No, like she was still, you know, stage four. Yeah, when I pending. Well, when I worked in
2: oncology, it was like with milestones we would do it. Like if they were doing therapy with us, when they finished therapy, they got to ring the bell. When uh-huh. they were doing radiation, when they finished radiation, when they finished chemo, or you know, yeah, whatever.
1: I wonder now, like how you said that they were exonerated and mm-hmm. stuff. I wonder if it'll ever come out. Like, if they really had something to do with it, will it ever come out? Because now it would just be easier to have it. Mm-mm. And the only... I mean, did that make sense? I yeah. never even finished Yeah, no, that. I know what you mean. I think the only way it would ever
2: is if Burke truly had nothing to do with it and really was asleep. And... Now that Patsy's gone, when John finally passes, you know, that he tells it on his deathbed or leaves it in a letter or
1: yeah. whatever.
2: But I don't think so, though, because he's remarried now and, mm-hmm. you know, trying to live his life. And, I mean, yeah. he went fucking broke. Yeah. After. I mean, he lost everything after her death and stuff, trying to defend themselves with attorneys and right, what have you. But, okay. So, a couple of more people theories. Okay. If you remember, the friend that went to the basement with John when they mm. actually found jean Monnet his name was Fleet White.
1: Sounds like a jazz musician.
2: Yeah, he. I think he was a pilot. I think he was actually who was going to fly them to wherever they were, Wisconsin, something. Hey. So he and his wife Priscilla, they were super close with the like they were BFFs with the Ramses. They had two kids that were. S- same ages as Burke and Jean Bonnet. So, okay, again, I would just like to preface this with all of this is theoretical. I am not saying that any of these people actually did it. Right. I am just giving information.
1: He okay. goes with the hypos.
2: Mm-hmm. Some people think that maybe Fleet was jealous of John and kind of wanted to bring him down a peg. Some people say that. It wasn't that that he was a pedophile. So Fleet's like Fleet and his family lived one point two miles from the Ramses, so it only took four minutes. They had keys to the house because they were best friends. I mean, shit, you got a key to my house, I got a key to your house, you know. Yeah. He was in and out for like those parties and stuff, they were all together. And then of course, he was the one that they called. Whenever shit went down, you know, like he's the one that came to the house. He was the one that was there. Could have contaminated everything being mm-hmm. like, like you could never be like, oh, that was him. Because he would be like, all he could say was, well, I mean, I was there when mm-hmm. he found the body. Of course my DNA's on it. I was there when he found the body, you know. Right. I mean, there was this whole like thing where you clicked to go to like a sub kind of. Forum thing that wasn't Reddit, but you had to be a subscriber to Dang. like read it, and I was like, oh my, I can't, I cannot go down this deep hole, right? Or I'd have been fucking subscribing to who knows
1: what.
2: <laughs> um, and Big Brother would be like, okay, and mm-hmm. follow her. Oh, and if Big Brother is following us, if they're going to, they already are. <laughs> okay, so but they ended up clearing them, like not clearing them, but saying like they are not suspects. They are. Key witnesses, like, they have done nothing but help. Basically, y'all are destroying them, and they just happen to be family friends. Yeah. You know, the DNA did not match, so they were cleared based on DNA. A little bit more on Fleet White. There's a lady by the name of Nancy Krebs, and she later says, as an adult— That when she was a child, she was the victim of sexual abuse by distant relatives, Fleet White and his father and John Ramsey. And it said that she said that she was, her words are prostituted for pornography, but basically they used her for child porn. So, police did interview her, but they've pretty much discredited as much as they can, like, to prove that John Ramsey wasn't involved. And if, if that happened to her, John Ramsey was not one of them. Mm. Because when she's saying that it happened, like, he was in California. Mm. So it's it's kind of a, a deep hole of, like, you could go so conspiracy theory with yeah. that, that, like, there was this, you know, child pornography slash sex trafficking type-ish ring among Mm -hmm. them. So you... you, I mean, again, it could be a huge, deep conspiracy theory that... But let's just acknowledge that
1: it's a theory. Well, even if he was, like, away, he could have been funding it or... Yeah. You know, doing something. It doesn't matter. Any part of that kind of shit is wrong. Beyond wrong. Yeah. And disturbing. After the... God, I want to know more about her though. I know because it's funny, if not funny, but interesting. Since they both found her, uh-huh. and you know, like, were they doing that to make sure that his that DNA each was,
2: other's DNA
1: is uh-huh. on there?
2: Because you go down, I go down, kind of thing. Uh-huh. I know, I know. I'm telling you, you could do such such a deep dive into. Conspiracies that are so far fetched but make so much sense that it's yeah. like you can you can one hundred percent put those pieces
1: together. Yeah. And like what if the if they were using that woman for child porn, mm-hmm. like what if they were doing it with John Bonnet? Well, yeah, that's what it was. No, no, but in the basement, like and it went Mm-hmm. To a whole, you know, with the garage and mm-hmm. stuff. Like, that's so specific. Yeah. You know, but maybe that's, like, it got. But, especially when you're in in that, when that kind of, like, mm-hmm. niche yeah. shit, you get so much money. And when you're dealing with that kind of shit. But
2: how did they get Patsy to write the letter? Because Patsy wrote that letter. I, I mean, you know. I
1: really do think she wrote that letter. You know what? They honestly, if this happened, this is our new segment. So, John and Fleet, Mm -hmm. they're doing their dirty deeds Mm -hmm. with JB down in the... Mm -hmm. JBR, but that's what what a lot of stuff calls her. Oh, really? JBR. In the room with the wooden lock and all Mm -hmm. that shit, which... Okay. Yeah, like... Nothing goes down
2: good in a house that you got to fucking lock on like that.
1: Mm
2: hmm. Um, Ain't nothing in my house closed off like that. No, it's rich people hiding shit.
1: Yes, it's always like on Just Right. And she's like, it's always the brothers with the secret room. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, turned out it wasn't the same thing, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Anyway, they're doing that shit. Some, something goes wrong with their little mm-hmm. fetish shoot. He might have told Patsy the son had something to do with it. Mm. And so she's yeah helping him or, you know, something like that. Yeah. Where to save her family, to save. Yeah. But you know, but you know why I think that that's not a thing?
2: Because you can't tell me that is, this is going to be like one of the creepiest things I've ever said. You can't tell me that as beautiful as JonBenet was, her pornography would have been, gone like wildfire right you can tell me that all the people that would have ended up having access to her you know some of those motherfuckers have gotten busted so you know that some of her porn would have been in that so true you know what i mean and so that's the only yeah. reason why i'm like because i think that it could potentially have been enough where people still weren't even saying anything that like hey i had because mm-hmm. who's going to be like oh you know what Here's my conscience, and even though I have child porn, right, I'm going to tell you because I have Jean Bonnets. No, I ain't going to fucking do that. Right. But if their asses got busted with 600 images on their computer, mm-hmm. like that happens on SBU, and they they would have fucking been like, um, uh, this is Jean Bonnet. You know what I mean? Right. So that's why I don't think that that so could true. happen.
1: Didn't think about that.
2: Okay, we got to move on. Random names of people that they think, but there's not there wasn't a whole lot because i didn't pay for the subscri- subscription to <laughs> look into some of those so i do want to touch a little bit back on Santa Bill. Oh, okay. He was married to her name was Janet and there's a rumor. Oh, let me back up a little bit. The if you were, do you remember the Christmas card that was found a handwritten Christmas card that was found in her trash Johannes, it was from this Santa Bill and it was Hello. like um So, he had written the Christmas card to her that was found in her trash. And the Christmas card said, you will receive a special gift after Christmas. And she died the day after Christmas. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. So, but they're like, okay, it couldn't have been him. He's a big guy. He couldn't, he's in shitty health. He could not have crawled through that window. Blah, 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 blah. But his wife, Janet McReynolds. She had a daughter who had who was always the runner up. no, oh good guess, but no <laughs> murdered two years to the day before Jean Bonnet's death. Whoa, I'm doing her story next week. <gasps> mhm,
1: oh shit,
0: yeah,
2: yeah, so I'm not gonna go into much, but just know that they're like, this is weird that there's this connection. It's like two years to the day like. It's fucking
1: Michael Peterson all over
2: it's, again. There's so fucking much to this. I'm telling you, I did not even scratch the fucking surface. Right. Like, I did not know anything about... I knew about Santa, mm-hmm. and I knew that they thought that he... But I did not even know that he had a wife that had a daughter that two years... Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Like, no,
1: no idea. Well, Santa does have a wife. Her name is... Shut up. <laughs>
2: okay. Then there was a friend named Susan Stein, and she was a friend of the Ramseys, but they say that her motive was that she harbored resentment against them because she wasn't, like, quote, in their inner circle. Mm. She lived six blocks away. She was the last person to see them, like, as a complete family unit and knew they were going home. Whoa. Okay. So this is where it gets weird. Well, this is one of the turns of where it gets weird. Okay. The Ramses had a party on Christmas Eve, Eve, on December 23rd. They had a party at their house. While there was a party, someone called 911. And when 911 answered, they hung up. So the police go to the house to investigate. Have you ever heard any of this? Mm-mm. Me neither. The police went to the to investigate. Susan Stein is the one who answered the door to tell them, like, through the little speaker, like, everything's fine. Go away. Like, yeah. it was an accident. Don't worry about it. So, they called her Patsy's Pitbull after the murder. Like, that she was, like, always by her side, like, mm. defending Patsy, yada, yada, yada. When after the... Murders when the Ramses moved back to Atlanta, the Steins moved back moved to Atlanta with them. Damn, yeah, she was like seriously following this shit on the internet, like emailing journalists, like pretending to be the chief of police, <laughs> like. But there's no forensic evidence. Like, right? She just, I think, was cuckoo, cuckoo.
1: Yeah, and she was an opportunist uh-huh.
2: and said. Oh, wait. I can be best friends with her now. hmm hmm So, the, the website I was on for some of this was I, I, some forums for justice or something. I, I mean, like, I can't even tell you where I went <laughs> because it was in the midst of the deep dive. They had different names of people that they thought, I mean, that were suspects. And then it would be, like, blood sample tested, and it will have the date, and you click on it, and it's— the blood sample.
1: Holy shit. Like it's like a
2: copy of it. So like you could oh see like God. the fucking blood. Yeah. That I didn't have to pay for. I could see that.
1: <laughs>
2: but I mean I guess it's all Yeah. Public but- whatever. Okay, so her husband, Doug Stein, I'm gonna back up a little bit, it's thought that okay. Lou Smith said, okay, like when he's looking at the intruder stuff, he's like, you really need to check this guy out a little bit more because he had opportunity. So, what they think had happened was, <laughs> yeah. so he Doug Stein put his bike in the back of the Ramsey's car when they stopped by after the white party on Christmas.
1: But he rode a bike in December? I don't fucking
2: know. And in Colorado? I don't know. Yeah, but I don't know. But they say, though, that his if he would have ridden his bike home because it had been in the back of their car, that would account for the tire tracks that were in their yard. Because there were tire tracks tire tracks. However, she got a fucking bike for Christmas that day, so I don't buy it. Yeah. He, he was cleared with DNA and shit. Some of the people are even trying to say that Okay. Fleet White who found who was with John Ramsey when he found the body, that's Fleet White Jr. Okay. okay. And then he had a son who was a year older than Jean Bonet and that is Fleet White the third. Okay. Some people are even trying to say that the third is who is is actually who killed Jean Bonnet. And they're like, is, but is he too young? And they're like, well, he was only he was a year older than her. I mean, mm, I don't buy it, but just know it's a theory. The Lou Smith too was saying that like how the frost was with the snow could be why there were no footprints from their intruder mm. theory. But you know. If it had been one of the neighbors, it sounds like most of them probably had a key anyway. Right. But they were all exonerated from DNA. But, like, people are still like, mm, about the whites because after kind of shit hit the fan, you know, after they found the body mm-hmm. and, and all of that, the whites distanced themselves from the Ramsey and basically never spoke again. And so people were like, hmm, that's weird but i really think because they were so in the spotlight too i really think that they were just in cover your ass mode mm-hmm. and were just trying to keep from them losing everything too because they had no part you know what i mean they yeah. were just trying to be good friends
1: well and if it's true that he and his dad had that little sex ring mm-hmm. going he's getting the fuck out of dodge uh-huh. he's like oh wait Mm-mm.
2: yeah cuz because i think that the 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 whites ended up even moving too like everybody kind of moved Yeah. From there, but yeah. So that is the deepest dive that I could muster myself to do.
1: (laughs) Ooh, that was good. I I actually did hear some stuff I've never heard.
2: Yeah, I was like, like look you know, looking through Mm -hmm. all this shit, trying to trying to find. I mean, when I fucking pulled up some of those blood reports, I was like, I'm going too deep. I'm going too deep. Get out of the blood reports. (laughs) Get back to the story, you know, like it was like, but you you legit could do
1: seasons of a podcast. Well,
2: no, and like I I think about you're gonna be like really Carrie, but the there was an episode there was an episode of Roseanne. Oh God, Carrie, (laughs) where David showed Jackie the internet, like got the internet set up at Jackie's house. And she doesn't get up from her chair for three days. <laughs> he comes back and he's like, "You're wearing the same clothes. Have you gotten up?" And he's like, "Where's the baby?" And she's like, "He's fine." And like, you know and, yeah. and you legit could do that looking th- I mean, yeah, and never reach the end ever Mm-mm. ever, ever, ever. Wow,
1: I can't wait until next week now.
2: I know I know I took a picture of her name because I you know me, I forget, but yeah, I was like, oh. Got to do her. I mean, even it may be a short story, but yeah. I was like, I, I have to do her. So that I didn't even want to touch on it here because, good right. God, I knew that there would be. I mean, holy shit, this is going to be a long episode. But I knew that it could be. It needed its own story because yeah. she's she is a victim and she needs her own story. Mm-hmm. You know, she shouldn't get lost in the Jean Bonnet Right. It, it's it's never going to be solved mm-hmm. because there's no way that it can be at this point because. There's too—there's too much contamination. Yeah. It it became—the moment that the police got there and the house wasn't secured Mm -hmm. and the family taken away, it wasn't going to be solved. Yeah, I mean, from the—and, you know, and I think that Boulder learned—the police department learned a fuck ton and changed Mm -hmm. a lot of practices and— I mean, it's the night. It was the 90s. I mean, I mean, think about what we've grown and learned from the fucking 70s and the 90s oh, was a growing sure. was a it was growing pains. And it it sucks that it had to happen in that way, but yeah. I mean, I just hope that Patsy got the peace that she needed before she passed and I hope the same for John and Burke. Definitely. Because I don't cuz I don't there's no way they're at peace is now. You know, Mm -hmm. and I think that, you know, John's doing his best and, you know, we're on first name basis because he's remarried and all of that. But, you know, he lost everything. Mm -hmm. You know, he and Patsy, well, no, they didn't split up. They stayed. They were together until she died, weren't they? I think so. But anyway, you know, they financially. They lost everything. Mm -hmm. And he even said in one of the interviews I watched with him, nobody's going to hire me. Who's going to hire John fucking Ramsey? Right. Nobody. What did we learn? Try to keep your shit together so that you don't get a poltergeist. Mm-hmm. Take care of yourself.
1: For reals.
2: Okay. One, we learned, take care, treat yourself and don't get a poltergeist. Yes. A polt. I was going to say, a of the Geist clan.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Two. Okay. Two, I'm going to, well, I had two things. I was going to say, one, be careful who you let into your house just because of all the people that. Mm-hmm they had that are potential suspects Mm -hmm. and they all had motives and, you know, stuff. But two, I feel like what I said before, even, even if allegedly Burke did something on Mm -hmm. accident, that's not the worst, you know, like, yes, go ahead. Let that be known. Let the chips fall where they may, because it's better than, Cover all of this shit, Mm -hmm. like you said. They lost everything. Mm -hmm. If again, allegedly, this all this all was a cover up. You know, I mean, yeah. So it's like okay, if something bad happens, own up to it, and don't let yourself fall into this because the fallout. I
2: feel like that's a good number three. The fallout is always either just as bad or worse Mm -hmm. than the actual event, and so just. Deal with it up front. I mean, it's, like, same thing when you look at, like, blackmail and all of that. And it's, like, it is what it is. What's done is done. Deal with it so that you don't have all of this other
1: shit come up. Right. Well, and just even, like, with people who cheat, when they don't talk about it right away, and then they're, like, well, I didn't want it to hurt you. Well, Mm -hmm. it's, when it comes out, it's going to hurt me no matter what. Mm -hmm. But then that we've spent time together. Yeah. Like a month or even a week, yeah. you've sat next to me and did whatever and lied to me, yeah, like that's what's unforgivable there. Like you did it so easily. you withheld that from me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: you know what I mean? So yeah. like if you come out and say it, it's like, okay, whatever. I mean, if whatever, mm-hmm. I'm just saying like, on the small scale, mm-hmm. own it, on the huge scale. Own it because it just gets deeper and deeper. It just builds and builds. And then you have this. Yeah.
2: Wow. Okay. Heavy week. But thank y'all for listening because I know this was a long episode. Yeah. And remember. Creep it real. And and don't don't get scared.
0: Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help.